live from the ESPN 690 and Ajara Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. We believe in the people in this room no matter what's going on. Uh, as soon as the, the COVID news came out uh, that we were missing some key guys, obviously our, starting with our head coach, we knew that everybody was counting us out. And we knew what mentality we were going to have. Uh, and it's just to cut it loose and, and go out there and give it everything we had. But uh, there was no added pressure. There was no extra anything. Uh, it was just for us to go out and do our jobs because uh, no one believed in us besides us. I believe that was Baker Mayfield yep. for the Cleveland Browns. And what a win that was. I mean, mm. my goodness, that was incredible. Really, what they did? Nobody did expect it. Uh, you know, that's one of those things. That's one of those cliches in sports. Everybody counted us out. Nobody believed in us. Hey, you know what? This I one didn't. time, I think they're right. <laughs> yeah. And and give them a lot of credit. This is one of those things where it's a crutch and it's an excuse. It's Pittsburgh maybe better anyway, but you know, they didn't have their head coach. We didn't practice all this stuff. And I'm not saying you don't need to practice and you don't need to have your head coach. But I also think this proves that you can still go out there and win a football game. You know how to play football. Uh, we talked about this on Friday, man. I think practice is overrated this time of year. Practice and preparation are two different things. Uh, from a physical thing, it's about getting healthy more than anything. Yeah. Uh, now, some people are... Or learn differently. So when you're installing and game planning on a Zoom call or a whiteboard versus on the field, that definitely you know might make a difference to an individual player. But I do think the the fact that they didn't practice until Friday was a bit overplayed and could have easily been a crutch if they lost. Uh, what a performance! I mean, that was just mind-boggling what the Browns did. Uh, it, it, there's there's nothing short of stunning, and nobody would say otherwise. The fact that they jumped out to a 28 nothing lead, 35-7, and quite frankly, man, when it was 35-23, I thought they were going to blow it. No, without a doubt, right? Because you started to see a little more of a prevent defense. You started to see a little more in terms of offensive play calling, being a little more, um, you know, reserved and not taking chances. So. I, I thought for sure it was just ripe. It was farm fresh for the Pittsburgh Steelers to come around and steal that game and talk about one of the most major collapses um, in history. And it's funny, too, because I got a couple of friends that are Browns fans, and they even text me that. When when the Browns are up 21-0, they're like, yep, here comes the collapse. And then it was 28 nothing, And they're like, don't worry, it's coming. No, like, <laughs> like, they, literally, like they were still nervous when it was 28 to nothing, but obviously uh, they pulled it out at the end. Yeah, if you've been a Browns fan, you know all about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, listen, the Jags, I, I still think the most underrated play of the Jags run in 17, really the 18 playoffs with 2017 year, was when Josh Lambeau kicked that field goal from like 40 yards or so in Pittsburgh. That put the game away. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't make that field goal, it's a touchdown game. And I'm telling you, uh, I think Pittsburgh comes down and ties the game up and might win it. So the Jags had a 28-7 to lead, and that thing disappeared against Pittsburgh as well. Uh, now the storyline shifts to Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers. Heck, Drew Brees won, and people are wondering if he'll be, uh, most people thinking now Drew Brees will retire after the end of this year. Uh, I've got to go do a little TV hit on the coaching search uh, right now on CBS 47 and Fox 30. Um, you take it away. I want your thoughts on... Uh, ben Roethlisberger after that performance, the yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers in general, is this about to be a breakup in Pittsburgh? They have a ton of free agents. This could be the end of a run uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, you know, in, in terms of, of the Pittsburgh Steelers, first of all, like, listen, and 
I, I can't wait to collect them. And we're going to wait till Brent comes back because we got to talk about who is the better quarterback this year, Baker Mayfield or uh, Ben Roethlisberger. And when I see four ints, and I call ints for interceptions, when I see four ints next to your name, Ben Roethlisberger, in the NFL wildcard round, it's hard to say that you're the best quarterback on the field. So I think Baker Mayfield might have won me my wager with Brent Martin. But we're going to get his thoughts here a little later on. The whole thing with Ben Roethlisberger, man, it, it, it is kind of peculiar, right? Because if you were to wash your hands of, of Big Ben, I think he's got like one more year left, but if you wash your hands of Ben Roethlisberger, then it's time to start anew, obviously, right? And I don't want to make up excuses for Ben Roethlisberger. I think when you have Claypool, I think when you have Johnson and, and you have Schmidt Schuster doing his TikTok dances, um, you have the receivers to be successful, where the Pittsburgh Steelers went wrong this year was the trenches. And I and I understand. It's it's so cliche to say you got to win the trenches, got to win the trenches. Listen, if you want to talk about identity for the past decade of what Pittsburgh football has been all about, one would say it's been tough, physical, and winning in the trenches. And while they may have won in terms of their pass sets and protecting Ben Roethlisberger for the most part, they did not win in terms of running the ball. Whether it was James Conner, Benny Snell, they couldn't run the football to save their lives. Now, I get last night was a little bit of an outlier because they were down by so much. So you had to throw the ball six to eight times like the Steelers did last night. But the whole MO, and, and, I, and I repeated this since like week 12, week 13, when they first started to show signs of, is this team for real, even when they're still undefeated, is the fact that you can't win a football game for the Pittsburgh Steelers throwing the ball 40 times a game or 50 times a game. It just doesn't work like that. Like, it's just the game flow and your personnel, it, it does not work like that. Unless you're Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, you can't get by on that. You have to play complimentary football. And you saw that with the Cleveland Browns last night. Like, yeah, they had a lot of help, obviously. Their defense showed up. But when you got Kareem Hunt and when you got Nick Chubb, that opens everything up. Like, keep in mind the Cleveland Browns that we're talking about here. Right, They were underachieving for the first quarter of the year, and they had Odell Beckham Jr. healthy. Right, So when Odell Beckham Jr. goes down, and now all of a sudden it seemed like the Cleveland Browns weren't trying to force him the ball anymore because he's hurt. So now you have Jarvis Landry, you got Higgins, you got Austin, Co- uh, uh, Austin Hooper, but like you don't have that guy we have to go out of your way to give him the ball. Yeah, maybe Jarvis Landry every once in a while, but I don't think Jarvis Landry is the type of cat to get upset if he didn't get you know eight targets a game. So once Odell Beckham Jr. went down, as messed up as this sounds to say, I think that's when the offense really started firing all cylinders. Because now you went back to what you guys do well. You run the ball well. You get Kareem Hunt involved in the short pass game well. Every once in a while, a little play action to the tight end, you do that well. You don't have to throw these 80-yard bombs or try to do these screens to Odell Beckham Jr. because they weren't working. So, once again, as messed up as it sounds, when Odell Beckham Jr. went down, it seemed like this Browns team found a new gear. So, whether Ben Roethlisberger, I don't know what's going to happen with him. Um, I don't know if they bring him back. I don't know if they go in a new direction. I think Schmidt Schuster is going to be a free agent. I don't think they bring him back in terms of the distractions. And I say distractions like it's a big thing because he was dancing on, you know, teams' logos. I mean, I really don't care about that. But I think that Schmidt Schuster... The one common thing the past couple weeks is that he's provided bulletin board material for the opponents. Now, you know what I'm going to say. You, you shouldn't need someone to say you're the Cleveland Browns, so you shouldn't get upset about that. 
But that's a little extra added, you know, maybe you're a little early, maybe it's a little early in the morning, you don't want to go to, you know, the the, the stadium quite yet to watch film, but also some Smith-Schuster said something, and now you're there like 20 minutes early. Like, it's those little things during the postseason that can motivate you. And if I'm the Steelers right now, I'd probably wash my hands of Smith-Schuster. I know people might want him in Jacksonville, a couple people have said that. I'd rather take Allen Robinson, and I would probably rather take Chris Godwin, if we're being honest here. The other guy, Philip Rivers, you know, it's kind of a, it's a bittersweet story from Philip Rivers' perspective because he actually had a really good game. You know, I mean, 27 for 46, not bad, 309 yards, two touchdowns. But, like, to me, the bow of that day for Philip Rivers was the last play of the game. And it was the biggest play of the game at the time when they had to have a Hail Mary to try to, you know, win the game basically down by three because they couldn't couldn't kick a field goal. And you saw the arsenal that is Philip Rivers' arm strength. Obviously, he's been in the league for a while. Obviously, that arm is probably gone by now. But to me, that was the bow where it's like, all right, here comes Hail Mary. Can he do it? We're going to see another Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins hookup. We're going to see T.Y. Hilton, um, you know, defy the father time, if you will, and get a touchdown. No, because the ball couldn't get there. And like to me, that's the swan song of Philip Rivers. So I'm not sure if the Colts keep Philip Rivers. I think the fact that Jacoby Brissett was getting a lot of the goal line work, and I get it, Phil Rivers is not going to run any kind of quarterback sneaks anytime soon. But I think the fact that I think Reich's looking for more of a guy who can be a dual threat type. And obviously, Phil Rivers isn't that guy. And I think if you look at the Colts roster, now don't get me wrong, they made the playoffs. You went 11 and 6. Um, congratulations. But you see that Colts roster, and I think they underachieved. You see that defense. You see the weapons that they had. You saw Jonathan Taylor come into his own. You still had Naeem Hines. Yes, Marlon Mack got hurt week one, but you didn't really need him. He was kind of an afterthought with all due respect to Marlon Mack. I just felt like that team was way too talented to get bounced off the first game. And I get the Bills are tough, too, but that team was way too talented, even though it was a close game. So I don't think Phillip Rivers um, is going to be back either. And then Drew Brees, we shall see with Drew Brees. Because every time I want to talk bad about Drew Brees, he proceeds to shut me up. Right now, it helps we have Alvin Kamara. It helps when you have Michael Thomas and all those weapons. But Drew Brees out of that group, that, that's the guy I'm not going to count out right now. But I think that if we're having conversations with Ben Roethlisberger retiring, well, then maybe it's time to have those conversations. If we're having conversations about Phil Rivers, we'll have those conversations. But, like, don't get it twisted. You see what Aaron Rodgers is doing right now. You think anybody in Green Bay right now is questioning, well, is Aaron Rodgers done? Absolutely not, because he's playing at a very high level. So I understand, like, age is always going to come down to the performance and stuff like that. But what do your eyes tell me? And last night my eyes told me that Ben Roethlisberger, man, he's, he's lost a couple steps. You know, the, the Colts game, Phil Rivers showed me, yeah, I mean, you're, you're okay, but where's that arm strength? You know, when you need a Hail Mary, when you got to go to the end zone, you can't do it. And what do my eyes tell me about Drew Brees? When you got Sean Payton pulling the strings and you got Taysom Hill, like Drew Brees is always going to be serviceable. I just don't want to see that Drew Brees game where he throws three interceptions and it's like, what is this guy doing out here? Taysom Hill, take the second half. I haven't seen that yet, but I'm just saying if that comes, then I will raise the question.
Yeah, and Austin, here's the thing, okay? We're watching a bunch of old-time quarterbacks, and they've been brilliant. And they, I don't want to push them aside and, and rush them out of their careers. I think they're still, they still can be brilliant. I mean, heck, even in the disappointment, that was the most entertaining blowout game I've ever seen last night. You know, yeah. I mean, and Ben made it that way. I mean, once he didn't make the mistakes, and obviously the first mistake of the game was on Pouncey and just the silly one, and that's just like a nightmare start for any team. But he almost pulled them out of it. In fact, I put it one on Tomlin for not going for it on fourth and one. Their offense was cruising so much. And then the defense, when they needed a big stop, couldn't stop Cleveland in the right spot. Or, again, Ben and, and that offense probably would have come back and, and made that even more of a game. So I still think he's got plenty of bullets in the arm, you know. But as you watch him play, you can't, at times you're like, oh, my gosh, this guy can't move. This is a day and age where everybody can move. When you watch Phillip Rivers, he can't throw a 50-yard Hail Mary. Guys can throw it off their back foot with a flick of the wrist, 65 yards now. Drew Brees, same thing. You know, Then you watch Tom Brady, and you're like, well, why is Tom Brady getting it done? And I'll always say this, man. Tom Brady can have a – he's still got the fastball. The fastball Tom Brady shows, and he showed it in that game, and then he changed, had a changeup on the touchdown, I think, to Godwin right after it. And it was like, that's why Tom Brady can still play at 43 years old, because he can throw the 90-mile-an-hour fastball and then the changeup over the top with beautiful touch. Well, Phillip Rivers doesn't have a fastball. never really has. Drew Brees doesn't have a fastball. And I do think Big Ben can really slide it in there when he needs to. But their lack of mobility... In part, their lack of arm strength, it's like it does feel like the game is passing them by, even for all their brilliance. So it might be time. Uh, I I don't know how you handicapped it. I was on TV, but, like, Breeze is reportedly, like, done. I mean, this is it. And I would not be surprised. Mm -hmm. Phillip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger, and, and by the way, Breeze is like this, too, but Rivers and Roethlisberger are younger than Breeze by, like, a few years. And they, like, I thought Rivers played excellent football against the the, uh, Bills. And I think he's such a competitor. I think they're going to have him drag him off the field. Uh, but if I had to put a bet on it, I just don't know if there's going to be a fit for him somewhere. Uh, uh, will the Colts keep him, or do they say, hey, we need to go somewhere else and there's other people available? They've got plenty of money, by the way. Do they want to go try to make a move for Deshaun Watson or even a Sam Darnold or maybe in the draft you know, or, or go young? Uh, and then... Roethlisberger's really tricky. So I think Rivers is done. I think Breeze is done. I think Roethlisberger does come back and give it one more whirl and maybe bridges the gap to the next guy in Pittsburgh for one more year. That's how I handicap those guys next season. Yeah, it's a possibility. I mean, I think with Philip Rivers, I think Reich wants someone who's more dual threat to play, to, to fit in his offense, right? Like, I think... If you can get a guy who can move a little bit, when I got Naeem Hines, Jonathan Taylor, like you, you have a potent um, arsenal at, at your disposal. With Philip Rivers, you know what you're getting. Big Ben, I'm not sure. Like if you lose Smith Schuster and you lose some of those guys and you redo the whole thing, I, I mean, I don't know if it pays to go in a new direction or if it pays to have the bridge guy there. I just, from what I saw that first half though from Big Ben, I'm just like, man, you know, it, it, it should not look like this. I, it just, th- this is not. Steelers football, I understand that, all right, Cleveland came ready to play and they came motivated, but let's be honest, the Pittsburgh should have won that game. And I think they should have won that game pretty easily, but for whatever reason, they couldn't get the job done. A lot has to do with big, big Ben Roethlisberger. With that being said, though, Brent, and now I go back to the most important task at hand. The, you know, we, we had a little wager 
Better quarterback this year. Baker Mayfield, Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. Now, if you want to go by regular season stats, it was close. Okay. Uh, Big Ben was, let's go with the stats real quick. Big Ben was 16th in yards. He was tied for 7th with touchdowns, tied for 18th in interceptions, and tied for 22nd uh, in quarterback rating. Baker Mayfield in the regular season, 18th in yards, so pretty close to Big Ben. Uh, tied for 12th in touchdowns, tied for 10th in interceptions, and 10th in quarterback rating. And then we, we go to the performance last night, and I, and I just feel like it's not even close, Brent. So do, do you concede now? Is, is, it, is it safe to say that Baker Mayfield has had the better season than Ben Roethlisberger? Uh, gonna need you to concede. <laughs> gonna need you to say I'm Brent Martineau and I'm conceding to Austin Lane. Baker Mayfield was the better quarterback this year than Ben Roethlisberger. You know, here's as I dig into this. Gonna need you to concede. I I feel like like I'm almost willing to go there because I was kind of willing to put this game on that. Mm. You know, um, like if you had asked me on Friday, which you wouldn't have been willing to do because you're you're not tough enough. But uh, nice. the you, I would have said, okay, right, let's Sunday determines it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. so I, I'm just that's where my mind was at. Mm-hmm. Now, if I wanted to make the case more for Ben, I would say oh, and you said this. Let's see you dig us up out of this one. I can't wait. Cause you know, well, you said it all year. Like get they the throw ready. it 50 times a game. Sure. And Baker has a. 200-yard running game every game. Mm. It's, and, and Pittsburgh, I, I saw last night, they were worse in the league in rushing yards per game and per carry. Mm-hmm. And so, like, from a, who was asked to do more, and was there really that much separation statistically? I mean, I, I, I again, I'll go off my premise of, of what I said. I think it was pretty close this year between those two guys. Sure. And so I think we could have made the case that Sunday was a determiner. You didn't want to do that when they didn't have their head coach, didn't practice, were a six-point mm, underdog. Mm. You didn't have the belief in Baker Mayfield. Kind of like to. the time when you benched Kyler Murray a couple times to. for Josh Allen. Didn't have to. Hey, you know what? Playmakers make the plays. Brent, are you going to concede or not? I'm going to give this one to you because I think it means something to you. I mean, it's pride as usual. It doesn't mean that much. It just means that I beat you. That's 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 why I show up every single morning for this stuff. I mean, what, what are we talking about here? So, Brent Martino, you are conceding. Yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna. End of an era. But I'm not end going. An, but I'm not era. going to the award ceremony. That's <laughs> fine. No, hey, hey, this is the award ceremony. Coos, go ahead and get my champagne glass ready. Get my trophy ready. And I can't wait to have the next segment here. Somewhere along the way, those statistics were fraudulent. Hard being right all the time. Brent, he had a 66.8 quarterback rating last night. You want to hear Baker Mayfield's 92.8? Wasn't even close. Wasn't nah. even close. Mm. Mm. You hate to see it. Sorry, Brent. And then those Patriots can lose a couple more games for you. What else did Man. we have? Do, do, do you want to go? Do you want to go over the bets once and for all now? I'm sorry, the wagers once and are for all. Are they done? They're done. Yeah, we could maybe see where we're at. Coming, all right, coming back. Are you sure you want to do that to yourself? Well, I already picked. I, had, I already beat you in the picks. Uh, your predictions, preseason predictions. So I'm happy about that. Well, 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 the preseason prediction. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You did, you did. I, I you beat did. you even with a three-game losing streak in the NFC. <laughs> and uh, you still wrong. have never been able to crown the leadoff hitter of the year award correctly. Brent, well, because like, so. they keep misusing him. He was bad in second this past year. <laughs> what do you want me to do about That's it? What you get it's for not picking my a fault. Yankee. <laughs> we'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. 
Brent Martineau. All right, Jason Fitz, thanks for checking in, man. We didn't try to keep you too, too long today. We, we, we gave you a short Austin Lane. Hey, hey, Jason, real quick, man, since you have oh, that Belinda Cough Award, um, you know, since you can you know vote on that, Murray State's got a couple good receivers. <laughs> no, they, they, they didn't play this year, okay? They didn't play a game this year, but Murray State's got a couple good receivers. Just check them out real quick. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Glad we won. Glad we got another week of work. And uh, we're going to go in there and try to do a much better job this week and uh, get ready for whoever our opponent is. It's going to be a good one. And, um, you know, we're going to have to go play great football. Hmm. That is Tom Brady. Cole, Cole Beasley. Dang. Knowing who's somebody random. That Adam Thielen <laughs> one. Brent, you weren't, you weren't here for that one when he randomly played Adam Thielen one day. <laughs> It threw him off because because uh, oh, the Wisconsin I was, accent. I was so upset. I thought it was Joe Schobert. He's like, no, it's Adam Thielen. Why though? <laughs> yeah, that is pretty random. Yeah. Uh, Brent Morton, Austin Lane, coups on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Job search continues for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, by the way, has anybody heard anything about the GM? Does anybody not believe me anymore that they think they're going head coach before the GM? <laughs> uh, I think we're we're onto something on that one. <laughs> Uh, and, and by the way, I still think that makes so much sense. Like, I get that question a lot, too. Like, well, why aren't they going to GM? Why aren't they going to GM? And I think it's been like, uh, I think it's been an orderly way of how things have been done. But this is a different world now. You know, coaching is different. The way teams are put together in Major League Baseball and even the NFL. And I, it's not just analytics, but it's just thinking outside the box sometimes. Or we ask ourselves now, why do we do it that way? Mm-hmm. And I think the GM head coach thing, depending on who you want to be, depending on your candidates out there, I think it's a sincere ask of why do we do it this way? Like If the head coach is the guy then why are we having the GM pick the head coach? Why wouldn't we pick the head coach and then know what he wants to do and see if it's a good fit system-wise, kind of players you'd get, personality, all those things with the GM? They have to be able to work hand-in-hand, no doubt. So whether whether it's chicken or the egg first, you have to make sure they work together very well, no doubt. That is super important. That has not changed. But I love the idea of going after the head coach first. And now... I, I'm not 100% sure you would go after the head coach if you're picking Arthur Smith or even Brian Dable. Like, Houston might be doing it right if they want Dable to get, like, Casario, and yeah, then he true. lures him in, you know what I mean? Yeah. So so it's not it's not all the time. But definitely in an Urban Meyer courtship, it makes perfect sense to go after the head coach first. I actually think Sala, from what I understand, is a guy that if you're super interested in him, he's very well connected, and I think there are people that will go with Sala. You know, uh, from a GM perspective, like, all right, I'm going to wait to see where he goes because I want to go where he goes. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, and I think, listen, just because we've heard Urban Meyer, you know, we've heard uh, the enemy doesn't mean that they're not doing their due diligence right now, too, at the GM position, right? Maybe if Urban Meyer is indeed going to be the guy, then he's already got an idea of who the GM's going to be. It's just, to me, that the GM, it's not the sexy type of thing, right? Like, while we're talking about Urban Meyer and, and the enemy and Arthur Smith, like, those are like the pretty girls at the beach bars. Then you have the GMs that are kind of like the girls at TGI Fridays. No disrespect to TGI Fridays, but it's just, it's different. You know, like, you don't, that, that doesn't excite you uh, to find girls at TGI Fridays, and that's what we're kind of dealing with. So, while we're not talking about them, they're still there. They're still getting their half apps and taps, Brent. We're just not seeing them right now. 
Yeah, I, 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 I would agree with that. Thanks for the analogy. You're welcome, I'm man. I'm still trying to digest that. Digest that, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying, bro. I don't know what I enjoy more, your analogies or the analogies they were trying to do on the Nickelodeon broadcast to explain <laughs> <things>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say they did a great job explaining when that guy cussed on the field better than I would have. When, when that one dude swore. Oh, yeah. How did they do that? I heard it, but I and I didn't see them. How how they escaped I think that? they just, like, jumped past just it jumped pretty quick. Yeah, they didn't really address it. I saw someone tweet that was saying, like, how are the, how are the Nickelodeon broadcasters going to explain the Browns or the, the Bears taking Mitch Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes or Now we're talking. Like well, by the way, congratulations to Mitchell Trubisky for winning the right. Nickelodeon Most Valuable Player. MVP. MVP. Yeah. Did, did you know that, Brent? We won the I saw that, yeah. yeah. Uh, imagine like that's a good parting gift potentially. Oh, exactly. And Is you he know going what? to be the quarterback next year in Chicago? No, I don't think so. I think they're going to go in a new direction. I'm not sure if if I mean I guess Nagy's going to be there then, huh? You think Nagy's going to be there still? Uh, yes, I do. I think yeah. I think it's tough for Chicago to make a change now. Keep in mind now there's seven job opens mm-hmm. openings. That's a lot. Like, you better have a lot to offer, or you better move swiftly, or know exactly who you want if you're going to fire your guy now. Yeah. So, like, the fact that Nagy wasn't fired this morning, I tend to believe that they're sticking with him. Yeah, I got you. Um, Hey, who won the bets? What else you got? All right, Brent, so check this out. This dated back to, man, this is almost a year old now that I'm going back to the archives here to pull these up. But we had some wagers, some friendly wagers, nothing on the line except pride, which is always the most important thing, despite what you say. So here are some of the wagers that we had. Let's see how we did. First of all, and this is number one, all uh, capital letters here, who is going to have the better season? Ben Roethlisberger, Baker Mayfield. I don't want to gloat too much. I was right. I said Baker Mayfield. Brent, sorry, you're 0 for 1. Number two, Jags will have more wins than the Patriots. I said absolutely not. Brent, you're Sunshine and Rainbows. You said yes. Ouch. Over two. Hey, that was a, I took him for the team there, folks. Glad to be one of 15. <laughs> Brent, Brent sacrificed himself for everybody. This one's a little more interesting because it's open-ended. Tom Brady will play in another Super Bowl. You said no, and I said yes. Time will tell. Okay? Well, you said yes to that. I did say yes to that, and I'm not feeling too bad about it. I don't know. We'll see. Better off. Oh, I mean, Brent, come on. You're, you're tossing me softballs here with some of this stuff. Better offense this year in the NFL. The Arizona Cardinals or the Atlanta Falcons? I think we know how that one turned out. I'm not hold sure on. why you're on the. What do you mean, hold on? Hold on, I'm going to look. Hey, spoiler alert, it didn't turn out well for you. Did you already look this up? I mean, it's isn't it obvious? I'm, I'm got to look it up. What do you mean? You don't have to look it up. Okay, fine. Let's look it up real Now you're wasting everyone's time. I am. But Brent, I, I, feel, I feel like the Cardinals' offense was much better than the Falcons' uh, offense this year. It wasn't as much as you were. They were a point better. That's fine. Points per game. 25.8 to day. 24.6. Yep, and, and you know what? And they made it look better, too, so that counts for something. This next one has got to be an asterisk that doesn't really count. Better cornerback this year. I had Christian Fulton. You had uh, you had Trevon Diggs. Unfortunately, Christian Fulton only played in six games, so we can't really count that one. Cause he had <laughs> Can we count that? What, what, what are you saying? Why can't we count that? Because he only played Trevon six Diggs games. Was Brent. Tremendous. Brent. <laughs> Availability <laughs> is a great quality. Are, are you denying COVID-19 right now? What, what are you trying to say? He had COVID-19. COVID-19. What? He I had mean, COVID-19. We're in Florida. We don't count that. <laughs> <laughs> Brent, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you want to compare the numbers real quick, because I have the numbers here, and then I can do you any favors. So, all right. Your, your guy who was supposed to go in the first round, according to you, uh, Trevon Diggs, played in 12 games, 
three interceptions, one forced fumble, uh, and one quarterback sack. Nicely done. And he hit a lot of tackles, by the way, too, but then there's tackles. Who cares? Um, and then Christian Fulton played in uh, – see, this can't be right. The guy only played in, like, five games. But check out the stat line. He had a sack. He had a tackle for loss. Uh, he had an interception. Like, Brent, this guy was on pace for rookie of the year. Yeah. And then COVID-19 comes around. So, hey, you know what? If you want to take this W, then take the W. But I don't know how you sleep at night. That's all yeah. I'm gonna say. That's move all I'm gonna over, say. move over, Aaron Donald. Here comes <laughs> Christian Fulton. I'm just saying the guy was on pace. Unfortunately, COVID-19, man, it's been a rough. It was a rough year for everybody. If you want to take that W, then so be it. But I'm gonna say this right now. It says a lot about your character if you do. Yeah, uh, I don't have any. Okay. Um, what else you got? Does Jalen Ramsey show up in an elaborate way for training camp? Uh, you said no. I said yes. This was pre-COVID-19, though. Once yeah, again, that's asterisk. Fair okay. That's a fair oh. enough. Off the board. Here off, we go. The board. off the board. I like that. Next one. Oh, yeah. Brent, I don't know what. I mean, in terms of uh, whatever, Ben. Okay. Better year overall at the tight end position. Noah Fant or Tyler Eifert? I said Eifert. You said, yeah. I was yeah. really banking on Fant getting hurt. Yeah, I guess you were. Unfortunately, hold on, I got to look up Fant's numbers. Brent, I mean, do you need to? Do you, what did Eifert do this year? I don't know. He caught. He stayed healthy the whole year. That's a win. Okay. Uh, sixty-two catches, like six hundred and seventy-three yards, and three touchdowns. Yeah, that year will probably win that one. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I thought he got hurt more than that. Sixty-two catches. Yeah, yeah. thirty-six catches, three forty-nine, and two touch. Yeah, Bounce. that's going to be uh, Brent Martin conceding. All right, next one. we got the Kansas City Chiefs winning the AFC Championship. Open-ended. I have them winning the AFC Championship. You don't. So we'll see. Yeah, you like your chances there. Love my chances. <laughs> Dude, what? the sunshine or rainbows that comes from you is unbelievable. The Jaguars' <laughs> defense is going to finish 16th or better. <sighs> I said no. You said yes. I think we know how that went. Do you want to see the stats? No, I don't Do you want to go to the, the numbers? Stats. Okay. It was the worst in NFL history. All right. For, for some reason, we had a baseball one kind of pop up in here. We had more home runs. Stanton or Judge. Obviously, that's a oh. lot. Excuse me. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I won that one. Did you count in the playoffs? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I still did you, won that did you count? Are you sure? Because the playoffs, I feel like Stanton was getting hot. He was for okay. about a week. Okay. It, it was a big week. All right. You got that one. Better. In, oh, this one. I mean, come on, Brent. Better in three years. It's open-ended, but it's really not. So go and concede to this one right now. Better team in three years. The Ole Miss Rebels or the Mississippi State Bulldogs? I picked. The, I rang the bell. Yeah, you definitely rang the bell. I took one for the for the neighbors. Yeah, are you going to concede? You know, no, no, I'm not conceding that. Gonna, no gonna, way. Going to concede that one? The Ole Miss. Uh, I mean, Ole Miss is Ole Miss was 500, man. Yeah, and what was Mississippi State? Mike Leach lost that team already. Are you going to Are you going to concede? No, I'm not. Let's, let's go and let's go and bear this cowbell. A, a, a real somber. There you go. Uh, next one, Dak Prescott. This is open-ended. Dak Prescott will make over $35 million on a new contract next year. What did you, I say? You said he was going to. Yeah. Uh, okay. You said no? I said no. Wow. And, you're, and, usually, you're usually player-friendly on that. I know. I'm surprised you said no. And this is the last one, and once again, this goes to show your fantasy football expertise. I don't know what you were on this day. Tua Tungabiola would be a top 10 quarterback in fantasy production. I said yes. You said yes, and I said no. Did you just add that one in? No, I, I, I don't promise. remember that. Brent, it's, it's in the archives, man. It's in the archives. I think you were saying how the whole, you know, he, he can run and, like, they're going to, I don't know. You were, 
You're, was, you're on one one day. He know. was in the top three for jersey sales. There we go. Uh, well, there so you go, there's there's a... I think we misphrased the question. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what that was. I can't believe I would even say that because I didn't even think I, – I don't even think I thought he would play much of the year. Yeah, we have to go back to that one. I, th- I think you're feeling like froggy because your fantasy team was doing all right for the first couple weeks or something like that, and like you're, you're really feeling yourself. So you're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here and try to try to be like Austin Lane, but it yeah. didn't, didn't work, unfortunately. That doesn't look good. I'm, I'm, I've lost a lot of those bets. Yeah, so so wait, welcome back down to reality. You're feeling dang good about our bets. We're talking about the preseason and all our divisional winners and our wild card teams, and now it's back to reality for Brent Martin. You know, 2020 was a crappy year, kind of a throwaway year. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. So I'm off to a great start here in 21. Absolutely. Um, playoffs, I think I went 4-2. and two You did? In the picks uh, over the weekend. So... Uh, who, uh, by the way, before we uh, take a break, get back into the Jags discussion, who, like, was there anybody so hot this weekend that you were like, oh, they're going to, I've changed my mind. They're not, they're going to beat Kansas City or the Saints aren't going. You know, like the Bills were, were they, they weren't like, oh, wow, put up a 50-burger. You know, again, I thought the Colts outplayed them, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland was impressive, but didn't it kind of feel a bit fluky? How impressive they were, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, the Rams still, man. I, you, you've got to play some level of offense. Well, I, I think like you're going to have to play offense. So here's the thing: I'm more impressed with the Rams, I think, than anybody because what they had at their disposal and to still win the game like they did. Like, listen, Green Bay is definitely the favorite right now in the NFC. But if you put Jalen Ramsey and Devonta Adams, and they shut Devonta Adams down. It begs the question: What else does Green Bay have in the, you know, as receiving threats? I mean, they have Robert Tunyon, maybe Lazard, but we haven't seen Devonte Adams get shut down yet, pretty much the entire year. Yeah, not what only that. What happens? You put Jalen Ramsey on him. Not only that, but where's the best place to beat a really good quarterback? Up the middle. That's a good point. And Aaron Donald is unbelievable. Now we'll see his health, but I don't like this matchup for Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Uh, but I we'll see, see Brent talking defensive line in here. Yeah, I, I thought about that today. We'll break it down later in the week. But if you get Ramsey playing lights out football against Adams, and, and you know you don't have to shut him down completely, yeah. But and you get Donald doing his thing, that could be bad for watch Green Bay. Watch those endorsements, but, Brent. But I watch say, those endorsements. I know. I still love you, the pickle, because we got Aaron Jones now. <laughs> Aaron Jones could be an X factor in this game. There we go. Talk about that nice later save. in the week. Uh, I do want to ask you this: Do you like the format? Are they going to keep the format? Seven teams, which means six games in that opening weekend with a bye. Uh, we'll talk about that. Back to the Jags play uh, coaching search as well. It's on Action Sports Jags on ESPN 690. Oh! I said all the right things all week about what happened back in November, the logo thing. Peters picks off that ball. It was a group picture on the logo. Walling into that. Hey, man, I was just following my teammates. I had no idea what was happening. Come but on, now. You've been around long enough. You know I didn't know what was happening until I got there. But then the day, I mean, hey, respect is on. Respect is on. There was Damn, an intensity Calais. about Calais Campbell yesterday, Damn. man. That was funny. He was like, oh, yeah, I was just out there. He's flexing on the logo. Yeah. But, you know, in hindsight, he's he is so uh, into the integrity of the game, right? He respects the game and all that stuff. And so... 
My guess that was a teammate thing, but I'm not sure he would have been leading that charge on the logo uh, under normal circumstances. And don't you find it interesting, like, the Titans and Ravens hate each other? And, but, and like, the logo thing seems like such a college thing to me. Now, I understand Terrell Owens did it. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, like, has the logo really ever been a thing in the NFL? Like, what am I missing? I mean... <sighs> Well, you saw Juju too, right? When he did his TikTok dance, and then a oh, long yeah. while after, then he got yeah. decleated. Yeah. Um, so it's become a thing all of a sudden. That's my well, like all, this year. I, see, I don't remember it being a thing before. This is one of like the unwritten rules, I guess you would say, right? And it stems from during your pregame warmups, like you have your side of the field, and then your opponent has their side of the field. And especially if you're an away opponent, like one would say, like you're at someone's house then, right? So you respect the fact that you don't cross the 50-yard line because that's their side. Well, when you go to, like, the center part of the field and the logo, that's like somebody's carpet, right? Like, that's like the that's like the, the home team's carpet. Yeah. And some people could take it to the fact that, hey, you're, you're going to, you know, bring your muddy sneakers or whatever you want to call it on the carpet and disrespect it. Now, for me... Like, I don't know. I, I don't know how to take it. Like, I think if I saw that happening during pregame, well, then, yeah, I'm I'm fired up. And usually that's what you see, like, especially in college where, you know, like the, the bench is kind of clear in the pregame warm-up. Everyone's got their cutoff shirts on. Everyone's got their, their, their headphones on. And they're ready to throw down. But, like, in the NFL, it's a little different, right? Like, I, I don't want to say it's childish because it is still a prideful thing. But, like, after the game, if I'm the, t- if I'm the Titans locker room and I see that, I'm just like, man – we just got beat. I really don't care. I'm walking off. You know, that's probably how I would take it. But Yeah, and here's what's, what else is interesting to me. The Titans and Ravens. Like, okay, they played a couple of times, like last year and earlier this year. But all of a sudden, now that feels like a rivalry that's like Ohio State-Michigan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, which I kind of like this. But I don't think there's much a rivalry in, in the NFL. And you know how we say, like, the the NFL game is feels so much closer to the college game, and we say it schematically from an offensive point of view. But the league is so young, man. I mean, so young. Like, and, and so much so that I don't even think the Jags should be able to use it as an excuse for their pitiful play this year, yeah. 1-15, because the other two youngest teams, I, I want to say, were the Rams and Dolphins, second and third. Well, look what they did. Yeah. So I don't think it's an excuse. And I also believe, like, Lamar Jackson's, what is he, 23 years old? He's 23 years old. He's already won an MVP, <laughs> and he's and he's taken the team to the playoffs three years in a row. Yeah. I feel like 24 well, years old. But my point being, I just saw a stat, actually, that, like, the oldest quarterback in the AFC playoffs left is Baker Mayfield at, like, 25 years old or almost 26 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. So it's a young league, and and I just wonder if a lot of that, breeds into more of this, right? More of the, the hostility between teams. Listen, and I guarantee right now that there were some fans in Nashville, whether at the stadium or even watching that game, and they probably saw the Ravens do that, and the, the fans were like, well, where's the players? Like, where's the repercussions? Someone's got to pay for that. Like, that's disrespectful. And, you know, and then they go on their Twitter rants and all that stuff. But, like, it's a new era, Brent, right? Like, it's ushering a, a new era of football. And, like... You know, Smith-Schuster, say what you want about him, right? The whole TikTok thing. Um, 
on the logo. Like, I, I really don't mind it. I find it kind of funny that he's kind of riling up a lot of, you know, like, like the older guys in the league or like the older vets that are now retired because they're trying to treat it like it's like footloose. Like, you can't dance. Like, what do you, what is this dance, this dancing nonsense before a game? You can't do that. And, you know, and like Smith Schuster's kind of like Kevin Bacon or whatever. Like, it's all good, man. Like, <laughs> listen, you, you can still dance and you can hand on Smith Schuster all you want. And I get it. Sometimes you may say something that's can be quotable that the Browns can use to their advantage. But if you and, and Kuz, you can attest to this. If you look at Smith Schuster's like brand and his following on Twitch and all that stuff, I mean, he's one of the most popular players uh, in the entire world because of like the, the video gaming and the dancing and things like that. Like, it's not made for me, and it's not made for the ten-year vet. But like, as far as a branding genius, I think Smith Schuster is that. There are a, on top of that, there are a lot of kids that probably don't watch. Uh, the NBA, but know who like Kyle Kuzma or Ben Simmons is because they they exactly. stream together. Or, or, or Smith Schuster, Devin Booker, yeah, yeah. Smith Schuster, all yeah. that. Yep. Yeah, and you know, actually, uh, uh, buddy Pete Cab just reminded me too. He said, you know, they go back to the AFC Central, Ravens, Titans, much like the Steelers and and Jags. And yeah. while I understand that, I, I wasn't thinking it from the fan perspective. Like the Jags fans, I was going to bring that up. Jags fans, they like I I tweeted last night. I said the Colts lost, the Titans lost. Uh, Houston looks like they're a mess, and the Steelers lost. Like, that's still a thing around here to see the Steelers lose. So I understand it from the fan perspective. I guess what I just – what surprises me is from the player perspective that it's increased to that level in the last couple – all it takes is like a game or two. That's the point. Well, see, and, and that's it. Like it's one or two. And it doesn't even have to be in your division. See, I think it takes a game or two, but it's also the the style of those games, right? When you think of the Baltimore yeah. Ravens, you think of the, t- the Tennessee Titans. They're both two physical teams True. usually. True. So like that, that kind of breeds, you know, uh, r- rivalry as well. Like as opposed to the Kansas City Chiefs, like they don't have any kind of rival because nobody can match them. Right? Like, no one's going to go, you know, blow for blow with the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think you have to have that type of identity uh, to have that good rivalry as well. You see with the Steelers and the Browns, obviously, as well. So it's all about the identity, Brent. Yeah, and I think to that point, uh, like, I think fans would say the Titans are are the number one nemesis, no doubt. Like, you want to see the Titans lose. You hate the Titans. Yeah. But I think the Steelers are a close second. Like, I don't think the Indianapolis Colts are that way. I really don't feel that as much, and I don't think Houston is that way. I still think the Steelers carry that much weight from the old days to be like the team that you can't wait to beat. Like, if you could pick a team to beat, I think the Steelers are right there uh, with the Titans still. I mean, so there's a hold, but not a holdover of players necessarily, more so from the fan base. So, hey, I love it. I, I think the, the rivalry part, there isn't, it's not like college in terms of rivalries in the NFL, but it feels like we have some, uh, which is cool. Uh, that's, a, that's a good thing. All right. Are we missing somebody in the coaching search for the Jags? Is there a sleeper that isn't being reported? Let's talk about next action sports Jags on ESPN 690.